Before we get into tonight's recap of Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode number 2 on the Snow It Alls, I want to take a moment and uh, thank our presenting sponsor. They are Blue Diamond Almonds. And look, if you are watching Game of Thrones, you've got to be tired of the same boring snacks because let me tell you, winter is here and so is the perfect snack. That's Blue Diamond Almonds because whether you're going to work, if you're bored at work, leaving work, these almonds are the perfect snack and Anytime, honey roasted flavored almonds, sriracha flavored almonds, wasabi and soy flavored almonds. Do they have your attention now? Why keep snacking on boring chips when you can just go to the store and pick up blue diamond almonds right now? Whatever the moment, blue diamond almonds is the perfect snack. Don't deny your cravings. Go pick up some great flavors right now and eat them. Blue diamond almonds crave victoriously. Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode number 2 is over, but we are just getting started on the Game of Thrones post-show recap live. And now, here are the two guys who are hoping that you are up for some more scintillating conversations tonight. <laughs> I'm Rob Sestrino here with Stephen Fishback on the Snow It All. Stephen, how are you? Rob, great. Uh, you know, last episode, you said you felt a little frustrated. You felt like it was a table setting episode. Little did you know you were in for some more table setting tonight. But I actually I actually think there's a lot uh, to like about tonight's episode. I think, you know, it was certainly not the most fast paced, crazy episode. But if last week was table setting, I feel like tonight was table setting for the kids table. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little more fun, a little more wild. Like the adults are over there talking about politics and the realms and the kids are all they want to like hook up. You know, they want to like uh, they want to get drunk and have some fun. And I felt like this was there was there were some there were some fun character moments tonight. A lot of fun character moments. We get the big reveal at the end of the episode there with uh, John and Daenerys did not think that we were going to get that. So that was a little bit of a sneak attack there at the end of the episode where it was a, a real table setting night on Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was, you know, if, if last week was sort of the A players, a lot of this week's were, were, the, were the sort of the B, the B characters. I mean, you know, of course we had the A players there as well. It's Game of Thrones, but you got a lot more focus. You know, everyone, everyone of the sort of like second tier cast kind of got their, their moment, their little bit of dialogue before what I'm assuming is going to be a crazy uh, race to the finish now. Yeah, so it was a night where yeah, there wasn't a lot of Jon Snow up until the very end, but we everybody else that's at Winterfell got like their moment here in this episode. Yeah, and a lot of like really nice character things. You know, you had Grey Worm and Missandei, uh, you know, talking about their future together. You had, you know, Brienne having, you know, getting knighted, which was, you know, a powerful moment for her. Uh, Ariane Gendry, like, wow, that I did not see coming. Um, but, you know, that in the thing at the end, in the, the sort of the David's kind of talking about the episode after the episode, the the uh, they were saying, you know, this is sort of everyone is kind of facing death, right? They're facing what they believe is very likely their last night on earth and how they go about that and how they sort of like deal with those complex emotions. That's uh, all going to be different, you know, and for someone like Arya, who's this battle hardened killer, I guess it makes sense. You know, I want to experience this other very human thing that I have no experience of. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I wasn't, I really was not ready uh, for that. Yeah. I mean, uh, this episode uh, really did uh, bring you there. It was almost like that you were right there. One of these people who is just, you've been waiting for this huge momentous event and you are expecting that it potentially uh, could be around the corner, but instead you're just doing a lot of sitting around and waiting and uh, yeah. that you really got to experience that in this episode tonight. The drinking thing, I was I was surprised. A lot of people were drinking. I mean, I've never been in battle myself, but I if I were going to be in battle, I would not want to go in drunk. No, I don't think so. But I kind of feel like that when you are headed into a fight, not that I would know particularly well. I'm not sure if necessarily as you are prepared to meet almost certain doom if uh, maybe being a little tipsy isn't the way to go into it. Uh, it works for Thoros of Mir, right? It worked, it worked for Thoros <laughs> of Mir that yeah. one time. 
But uh, yeah. we did get, you know, a, a lot of fun. I'm not going to complain. I know I know that there's probably people who uh, I'm not on uh, Twitter right now posting about how, like, can you believe this? I'm sure that the quick reaction tonight is going to be that uh, what are they doing? They're wasting time. I can't believe this. Nothing happened. I, I do feel like that those people are probably going to end up with egg on their face uh, after next week's episode, which I think is going to be this uh, climactic battle to end all battles. So I, I don't think that there is uh, too much sense in going nuts over a, a slow moving episode number two after a slow moving episode number one of this final season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And as Josh commented in your guys uh, yeah, feedback show, you know, most Game of Thrones episodes don't have crazy battles. You know, the whole crazy battles thing is a relatively new uh, addition to, to, to the series. I mean, obviously there have been battles throughout, but it's not like most of the episodes have some absurd giant set piece. So, uh, uh, and, and given what I guess we're hoping for from the coming weeks, it's not, it's not totally nuts that this was a, a really low, low key episode since presumably, Hopefully next week there will not be a lot of time for, uh, you know, character moments and conversations. No, uh, you wouldn't think so. I, I mean, this was almost like uh, the Blackwater episode, which is another Game of Thrones battle episode, but without the Blackwater battle. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Just although that, that is a crucial part of that. Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, but that's, you know, a very well received episode of uh, Game of Thrones. But maybe it's because uh, you have sort of the juxtaposition of uh, the Blackwater battle itself, plus also, uh, you know, everything that's going on behind the scenes. Maybe they took they took a lot of you know a lot of people said right the episode where they go beyond uh, or the beyond the wall I think it was what it was called right where they that group of that small group goes to to get the white uh, and bring it back and everyone was like we loved the talking we loved the character moments didn't love the action scenes at the end and so maybe like the, the Davids were like you know what character moments talking no more action scenes yes I uh, think that that was very fun I like that in the beyond the wall episode all of those uh, moments uh, from that episode I think that that was uh, one of the things I really liked about that this was all really fun too I just think that it was uh, the expectations were not set properly where I think that there's going to be a lot of people that went to Game of Thrones watch parties uh, a lot of people maybe some of the Game of Thrones casual who uh, these conversations I think tonight are probably going to be if you went on the Game of Thrones Facebook page uh, I I think that's probably a lot of people that uh, might be annoyed now I have I have two bones of contention here and and I want to I want to raise them all right right out out of the gate which is the first bone of contention I have is like I feel like when we get in in this future fantasy world where we actually have the books not people are not just going to like say I'm sorry and have all of their past transgressions forgiven. I, I don't love that. Like someone walks in the door, you've killed my father, you killed her father, you killed all of our fathers. And they're like, you know what? I was wrong. That was the wrong thing to do. I apologize. I'm here to die with you. Oh, okay, come on in. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be that forgiving uh, about my father. Yeah, but with certain doom marching on your castle, you still would, you know, hold this grudge. Do I want like the person who who's betrayed me standing next to me fighting for me? And as you know, and 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 uh, Wiggler on Twitter had a great point. Like of all of the people to put in this crucial role of defending Bran, why would you put Theon? Like of of like yeah. all of the, the greatest warriors in the realm, why is Theon getting like the A squad treatment? Uh, yeah, it is weird that it's almost like that the whole plan is hinging on. Okay, so we're gonna lure the Night King out, and then. To protect him, let's put our most cowardly guy who just only (laughs) recently got his groove back when faced with, uh, you know, with all due respect, the less uh, sinister Euron Greyjoy recently uh, jumped overboard. Uh, would not even defend his own sister. We're going to trust him with Bran, who I think most of the common folk thought for a good period of time that he actually uh, killed Bran. And uh, that was, you know, uh, so uh, the uh, an ironic choice at the very least. Maybe maybe put Brienne in there. If she's the person we trust the most, let's get Brienne, you know, or, or, or some like incredible, incredible warrior. I mean, not for nothing, like these Ironborn aren't the A-Squad Ironborn either. Like they're the ones who like got tired of beating up Theon and therefore submitted to him. Like they'd like beat him up too much, got worn out. And they were like, all right, you're our new ruler. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there really wasn't a lot of pushback. It seems like that you would want somebody who was in there that was going to be with the Valerian steel sword. I, I don't know why you wouldn't have Jon Snow there also. If you want somebody that's going to be going into like hand-to-hand combat with the Night King, why you would have uh, Theon there with Bran? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, other than the, the dragons, whose job is it to take out the Night King? Yeah, I mean, I, so maybe we should just talk about, I mean, should we? I guess we should dive into that. You know, it seems like, there's this plan where Bran is going to be the bait and, but, but, and, and, you know, he's got a little coterie of people around him protecting him, but the, the bigger sort of, you know, the main, the main uh, attack team is, is going to be hoping to, to swoop in when the night King exposes himself. So like the def- there's like a defensive team. Uh, and then there's also like an offensive team on on this like night King mission. And then there's like the, you know, the general sort of mass of unsullied who are just, you know, going to die to the, 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 army of the dead Mm -hmm. why this is what i was thinking as uh, we're talking military strategy as two of the great uh, military (laughs) minds in westeros are here tonight would it would it be smart steven should should danny get on one of the dragons and, and take out some of the army of the dead infantry yeah, that, that was one of the questions. Like, what are we doing with this dragon fire? Um, you know, so it does seem like why not just do so, a little bit of a little bit of scorching? But but I mean, are we going to see dragon on dragon combat? I don't know. Uh, where is uh, Viserion? Well, I mean, we uh, you would think that maybe that they would have uh, Viserion going out and buzzing Winterfell uh, that. You know, it seems like that the dragons are going to be sort of the major players in this, but uh, we didn't see the dragons in this episode. There was like no talk of other than, uh, you know, do, will Dragonfire kill the Night King? Really, uh, that I feel like that that would be a big part of the plan of getting ready. Are you are you in? Do you, do you think that Dragonfire will kill the Night King? Are you is this, is this how the Night King I, goes? I don't think that Dragonfire may kill the Night King, but... I don't think that that is how the Night King will go down, uh, will be by dragon fire. Yeah. How, yeah. How do you think it's going to go? I think he's going to be in hand-to-hand combat with Jon Snow. Yeah. What about Arya with her new weapon? Uh, she, I think Arya will take out some uh, some whites along the way, yeah. maybe a white walker or two, but I don't think that she's going to be the person who's going to ultimately take out the Night King. Um, so now that we've seen her web and we speculated a lot about what it was last week, do we, do we have any more clue of what it is? It looks like some kind of like, yeah, it seems, it seems like it's, so it's a staff, uh, with the ability that has, it looks like uh dragon glass spears on the end, but you would think that, you know, against swords and I just said, you know, the unsullied, uh, do fight with staffs like that, but you would think that a sword would cut that in two. Yeah. Yeah, like and and we'll see. I mean, you know, she knows. Well, we'll trust Arya's Arya's instincts uh, over over our own on this one. Okay, let's let's talk about this uh, top story at this hour from this. Uh, yeah. like the one major development that we learned in this episode here tonight. So, John, lots lots of uh, time in the crypts at Winterfell uh, here in this final season, and John staring at Lyanna Stark, and then uh, Daenerys comes up and says, uh, "Oh, who's that?" Uh, actually, and John ends up uh, not hiding anything. He gives the whole spiel about that that's, that was my mother and, and Rhaegar Targaryen is actually a good guy and then goes on to explain the whole thing and Danny very quickly deduces, oh, well, that means that you would have a better claim to the throne than me. And Danny has a really great objection, which is, so the only two people who know this are your brother and your best friend. Like they're your exclusive two sources for why you're the rightful king of the world. Yes. And uh, Danny wants to contest the claim, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I would be skeptical if you came to me and said, you know, what, Nicole and Dominic say I'm the greatest knowing knowing is know it all. I would be like. I don't, I don't buy it. I don't, I don't know. I need to see the receipts. Uh, no, it would be like if I went to somebody else and said that Danny Sesternino and Stephen Fishback told me, they say, oh, what, your brother and your best friend? Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Sure, yeah, I'd believe that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but, but John, yeah. I don't know why, you know, and you knew like they were going to get interrupted uh, before that he could say, but like John, John does not want to sit on the Iron Throne, correct? 
Do I have a right? But he won that. I but I thought he was going to say that. I thought he was going to. Well, I don't know why. I, but like uh, like a. Uh, it's like oh <laughs> yeah. all right all right well like yeah. but you would think that they could walk and talk and be like but I don't want to sit on the other iron throne just so you know <laughs> yeah. like I don't I don't want to be the king like that is yeah. that is that, that that's not me like uh, like Arya once like said to really, Nymeria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt like there was a, a crucial thing that they could have continued. Yeah. Some some crucial end to that conversation really could have could have uh, could have come out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, but 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 Danny was really. You know, and that subject of Danny's right came up also with Sansa. Another conversation that was interrupted. Uh, you know, she just can't have a, a good conversation about no. her rights as queen. She's always, she's always getting interrupted, and yeah. unfortunately, uh, then uh, she just doesn't have time to finish any of these conversations. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, we had uh, so many characters in this episode. Like, well. We've got all the time in the world. Uh, only Daenerys <laughs> is the only one. Uh, and the queen is busy. The queen is busy. Yeah. Nobody interrupted the nighting session with Brienne. Nobody knocked on Gendry's door while they were getting well, it on. Well, yeah. Thank, thank um, goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, that, you know, I'm so distracted with uh, getting into everything. I want to mention that uh, here we are on fan cred. And if you want to jump on and talk with Stephen and I, ask your questions on the fan line, you can uh, push the uh, button in the upper right to uh, get your questions in, to uh, ask your Game of Thrones uh, questions at the end of uh, the recap coming up here in just a bit. So uh, looking forward to talking with uh, anybody who has a question for us here tonight. Stephen, then uh, Jamie Lannister did have a lot to do tonight. It was a big yeah. night for Jamie. Started the episode, he was on trial for his life, mm-hmm. it seemed, right? Like uh, Danny, you know, said, uh, says... I used to hear stories growing up about all the terrible things we would do to you. And now I've got you in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that Jamie ends up uh, coming through that. It's really Brienne who comes to his defense, which then uh, flips Sansa. And then, you know, John basically says, uh, we need all the help that we can get. So he's able to at least uh, fight for the, he doesn't really have an important job. He's just there kind of. Yeah. Um, he's just there to like stand with them and uh, be be part of be part of this final fight against the darkness. Um, a Colin Stone texted me that uh, Danny and John are pioneer- pioneering the voting block era of Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, I thought this was very interesting. There was one moment where we're sort of like talking through uh, what is the motivation of the Night King? And that was something that has been talked about a lot in the lead up to season eight of what does the Night King want? The Night King has never spoken a word in the series. What does the Night King want? And Bran tells us uh, the Night King wants him. And we got the appropriate follow-up question. Okay, why? And so I want to know from you, Stephen, did you buy what Bran was selling in terms of the reason why the Night King wants Bran is so that he wants everyone to forget? You know what? I actually thought this was really cool. And I have been, I was very nervous. I said it last week. I was nervous about learning the Night King's motivation. I I didn't want some like, you know, he was mad at his mom. And so he decided to wreak destruction on the seven kingdoms and bring about an era of eternal darkness. But I thought it was really cool that he does want, you know, this is a force of death. This is a force of destruction. And the ultimate destruction of all humanity is forgetting it is losing your memory it is losing your ability to connect with your past you know game of thrones is a series that is so focused on history and what has come before and you know i think so much of the emotional pull of these uh, you know e- even just from the very start you enter this world that has such a rich history where you know you have so many you know incredible moving things and relationships in the past and i really think that that, that tug of history that that sense of memory is, is an animating part of this show. And so I thought that, that the Night King's desire to destroy Bran as the symbol, not just a symbol of memory, I guess, but also the, the, the living embodiment of the memory of these realms. I thought that I, I, I love it. I thought that was really cool. What did you think? Okay. Well, I'm glad that you were so high on it because I really felt like, uh, really? That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. We that we're, that death is for death is death. Death is not forgetting. 
uh, the, the, you know, the history of the realm could be lost. Oh, no, God forbid. That's what the Night King is out to do. Uh, I think I'd throw Bran out of Winterfell if I was uh, any of these people. If, if that's all he wants here, you can have him. He's a weirdo anyway. So I, I was like, uh, that, I thought that that was, uh, I don't know. Like when you get into the motivations of mythological creatures here, and this was something that I felt like that uh, was a problem for Lost when they had to, you know, assign motivation to the smoke monster and stuff like that. Okay, so now like this is the master plan for the Night King that he's about, you know, making humanity forget the history of, I mean, what's the next stop? Citadel is going to burn that place to the ground. Well, I think he's also going to kill everybody. I think they're like two parts of the same goal. You know, Yara. Like, like part A, kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Yara. Yeah, she's uh, oh, she's okay. in she's on the Iron Islands. Can't get there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody in the East will be okay. Um, yeah. Well, but they won't remember. So you know, they will forget. No, to, they've got that yeah. play that's running in Bravo. So the entire history of Westeros. That's Maybe gonna that- <laughs> Lady Maybe, Crane is going to undo Lady the Crane, Night King. Yeah. Maybe Lady Crane is second on the hit list, you know? Mm-hmm. It's uh so I, I think it's like, it's like the two sides of the same uh, right? Just it's kidding. Like, Lady Crane's already dead. I know. Oh. I know. Don't don't at me. <laughs> don't at me. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think like you know, I think Game of Thrones is one place where death isn't death, right? You have all these like legendary figures whose you know knowledge redounds down through the through the era, through the through the eons. You know, you you have these tombs where you've got the statues that commemorate people's past, and and so on the one hand, we do have to smite everybody down. You know, we being the army of the dead. On the other hand, we also have to remove their memory from the realms. I, I mean, look, I hear you, I hear you. Like he's a force of death and destruction. He doesn't need any more than that. But if you're going to have some motivation, I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. All right. So uh, that's what we found out about Bran. Uh, Bran got to have the meetup with Jamie Lannister uh, that they have uh, not been in the same place at the same time back uh, other than last week uh, since the first episode. And this was a question that uh, was also part of the lead up to the season of what's going to happen when Jamie and Bran uh, finally get to have a meeting of the minds. And uh, we had where Bran, he likes to like, uh, you know, uh, you know, jab people a little bit when uh, like, uh, like I know something that I'm not going to say in front of everybody here. But uh, Jamie asked him, why didn't you out me? Why didn't you tell everybody what I did? And I thought that Bran had a good answer. Yeah, which was. Um, then you would not be here to fight alongside us. You know, it doesn't do us any good if you just, if we, if we just kill you. So mm. that was pretty good. Um, I did think it was funny in that room where like Bran just like pipes up the things we do for love, like, and everyone's like, okay, weirdo, like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone's yeah. kind of like, okay. Um, yeah, that was <laughs> as a non sequitur. That is random. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it's kind of tenuous that Jamie would even remember something he had like offhandedly said eight years ago after he, you know, pushed some kid out a window. Like, would mm-hmm. you remember like eight years ago? That was I a good line. Funny, I had the yeah. funniest quip, you know, yeah. when I pushed that kid out the window. You'd remember. <laughs> you would remember. <laughs> I had the best line. I have too many. I have too many. It'd be so hard for me to remember just one. Um, but uh, what I liked at the end of that conversation was where Jamie's like, well, what about after this? And Bran says, well, what makes you think there is an after this? Uh, and Jamie's like, well, because it's only the second episode of the season. Uh, but you know, I did think that thematically, I, I felt like that there was, you know, uh, that, that idea brought up a couple times in the episode of like, what happens after this? Uh, you know, if there is an after this, I think that that was on the mind of a lot of the characters in this episode. And I thought, I mean, and, and throughout, I thought it was really cool to see oh, Jamie as just this completely humbled figure. He has f- come so far from the, uh, from those first episodes in the first season. And a lot of, you know, a lot of the exchanges that we saw this, this episode were just kind of him being this totally transformed individual. He's you know, you have that scene with, with him and Brienne where Bri- Brienne says, how has it been so long? You know, we've been talking this whole time and you haven't insulted me. And Jamie, mm-hmm. it's kind of like awkwardly says, Ed, Ed, do you want me to insult you? You know, he doesn't yeah. even have like his insult groove. That's how I feel about you when uh, this in this conversation <laughs> that you've gone too long without insulting me. 
<laughs> well, I'm, I'm here to serve as a co-podcaster under you. It'd be my honor to serve under you. Okay. Well, I will knight you uh, by the end of this podcast as an honorary uh, uh, podcast award winner. <laughs> Does Jamie really have any authority to knight Brianne? He says any night can night anybody else. Uh, I think that he is pulling Brianne's chainmail right now because I think that Jamie is uh, disbarred from. Uh, I, I do not think that uh, he has any authority right now. I mean, uh, Cersei is trying to assassinate him. I do not think that uh, he has any command of any forces of the uh, Seven Kingdoms. Maybe that's like the really climactic end of the series is that we've, you know, people are dying. We lose all these major characters. You know, Arya's dead. Danny's dead. Sansa's dead. And, and, and we learned, too, that Brienne never was, you know, authoritatively knighted. Her knighthood was uh, illegitimate. Well, I just think that somewhere down the road, if there is an after this for Brienne, that she's going to be somewhere and like, uh, hey, Lady Brienne. She's like, oh, actually, it's Sir Brienne. Oh, really? Since when? Like, Jamie Lannister knighted me. Yeah. It'll be the same thing. Like, oh, really? Oh, so your best friend, you're selling me your best friend uh, who isn't even in the Kingsguard anymore, yeah. knighted you. Uh, and you want us to be like, he did, I swear. Uh, Ask Tormund Giants, Bane. It does seem like if any knight can knight anybody, it's like a system that's ripe for abuses. You know, yes. I mean, I would. If, you know. Cronyism. Yeah, exactly. It's really what this is. Yeah. <laughs> So we're, we're, we're having fun. We're, we're uh, bouncing around here. Uh, that I know Sansa is very worried about feeding everybody at Winterfell. But if uh, all of the characters uh, could simply chew the scenery like uh, Tormund Giants Bane has been able to do here in uh, season number eight of Game <laughs> of Thrones, no one would be hungry. Yeah, that was great. You really uh, you did a great job of uh, that. Was a great uh, extended metaphor. Really like that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, he he. I will do or say anything to impress Brienne. I I could not believe how long uh, that went on for of uh, Tormund's anecdotes and stories for Brienne. If the last shot of the series is in Tormund and Brienne's wedding, then uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if the payoff will be worth it. Um, what was your favorite of them? I mean, when he talks about how he like uh, when he goes on about uh, like a um, I know my name is Giants Bane. Uh, you want to know how? Uh, and then he goes into how he killed a giant, and then he got into the giant's bed with his wife, and then you know what happened next? <laughs> she, she nursed me for three months like I was her baby. <laughs> giant giant milk that's that's the secret of Tormund's success do you think that's in the in the books is that going to yes. be canonical yes i think yeah. so uh why was he spilling all of the milk on himself like he's never drank out of that giant horn before oh i didn't even notice that i was uh yeah i guess maybe maybe he was nervous i i totally didn't notice that yeah okay uh but uh i mean Tormund was hilarious i i just can't believe how much time they gave in this episode to uh, Tormund's anecdotes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the whole thing, you know, just like it was, it was. That's what was so great about this episode was you did get these like really fun moments that just kind of, you know, they almost wouldn't fit into a normal game. Like, you know, right. season four, if, you probably wouldn't get this. If there weren't only four episodes left of the series, this would be my favorite episode of all time. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, it's, it was a lot of fun. It's yeah. just like, oh boy, we got a lot to do. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, where, let's, 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 let's move on. Let's get out with it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, this was, you know, I feel like that this was like a lot of secret scenes and uh, we didn't really <laughs> see any action. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about one conflict we did see, which was the Sansa and Daenerys conflict. Yes. So look, it seems like, uh, Jorah Mormont tells Sans tells Daenerys. You know, first she says, first he says, you know, go, go easy on Tyrion. He's a good mm -hmm. guy. And then he says, and one other thing. And then we see, you know, Daenerys go to Sansa. And it looks like it's kind of at, yeah. at Jorah's behest that he's trying to like make nice with Sansa. Sometimes she's trying to make nice with Sansa at his behest. And so she sits down and is like, "We're two awesome queens. Like, why are we at each other's yes. throats?" Yeah, I, I like that because I felt like that uh, one of my major complaints with season seven was all of the uh, friction between Sansa and Arya. 
And I'm glad that we weren't going to go down that road uh, too much. Seemingly, I'm like, oh, good, okay, we're both uh, we're both awesome queens, and we both, uh, you know, men aren't used to us leading them. And uh, why are we having beef? And then, uh, but then it sort of ended on after Sansa says, "Well, what happens next? What happens for the North?" Uh, and then Danny like pulls her hand back. Um, you know, that Danny, could you at least like get to the Iron Throne before you're worried about what's going to happen in Winterfell? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Although, I mean, her whole thing, yeah, her whole thing is like, I, you know, I, if I'm Danny, I'm like, you know what, I want my ducks in a row before that. Like, let's let's sort this stuff out here where we're all friendly, you know, mm-hmm. before. But but I hear you. Like, if 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 like you know, everyone's going to die. What does it matter? You know, what what happens? What happens in Winterfell? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that's interesting. Um, and then they were interrupted. So they were that's inter- what happens. Interrupted again <laughs> yeah. by by oh, uh, uh, your your royal highness. Uh, please. We have urgent business. Theon is here. <laughs> like, oh, why did you? Why did you tell me Theon Greyjoy is here? Yeah, should have come in five she, minutes ago. If she, if the, if like, if she has to greet everyone who walks in the doors of Winterfell, like, no, no wonder she's always being interrupted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why that that wasn't like uh, Danny. Be like, uh, yeah. All right, can you tell Theon I'll be right with him? Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're we're kind of in the middle of an important meeting here with the Lady yeah. of Winterfell. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, Sansa, big, big hug for Theon. Yeah, I did like, I, uh, yeah, I was surprised. And like, and when they were, when, when Podrick was singing his song and we were kind of like flashing to all of these people experiencing their moment, there you have like Sansa and Theon like, like really? laughing yeah. it up together. Yeah. I know like, he got her out of uh, Winterfell, but, you know, uh, he was responsible for, you know, a lot of uh, bad stuff that happened also. Yeah. So. Roderick Castle. I mean, or, uh, was, that was his name, right? Uh, the whole, anyway, everyone who was inside Winterfell, like all of her lifelong friends growing up yeah. are dead, thanks to Theon. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, uh, look, Sansa's uh, very forgiving. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Again, like, I don't think I would be able to, I would be like, you know what, let's keep the Ironborn, let's kill Theon. Yeah, I think it would be sort of like, you know what, Theon, uh, you know, put her there. You're, you, yeah. like, uh, you're a solid guy after all. Oh really? You you would just be like, that's cool. No 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 I arm think no foul. The, like the the embrace, I thought was a little bit like uh, you know yeah. a, little, a little a little too much for Sansa. Right, right. After after he has been responsible <laughs> like, okay. for the death, we're we're death. even now. Okay, you saved me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you killed a bunch of uh, you know, uh, Northmen. You know, they say the North remembers, but I'm I'm finding that to not be always the case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe they have like warm memories. The North remembers warmly. Yeah, it it seems like the the common folk, uh, in the, the like they really hold a grudge. Uh, like the highborn in the north, uh, they're much more forgiving. Yeah, yeah. Stephen, okay, we have to talk about uh, Gendry and Arya. They were on our ship watch last wow. week, and I have to say, I I was I was not ready for this. I was I was I was I was not prepared. That ship was a motorboat. I did not think it was coming easy, so fast. Easy, easy. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> not that. I just meant in terms of speed, not in terms of. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. That was. <laughs> that was weird. That, uh, again, uh, it, it all happened very suddenly. Once, once Arya like started negging Gendry about uh, how many women he's been with, and then uh, we were like, oh, "I'm like, this is happening. This is happening." Okay. At what point are we cutting away? At what point are we cutting away? And then we didn't. Uh, I, the, uh, our astute listeners, one of them in the chat talks about uh, that uh, Arya's bodysuit. Uh, I was, I didn't even want to look. Uh, I, I was like, uh, this was too weird for me. She was wearing a bodysuit. I don't uh, allegedly by somebody in the chat. Uh, I, oh. I've, I've not had this confirmed, but uh, but honestly. Uh, I, I I was uncomfortable with the whole thing. I was really. It's like it's like seeing like in my mind she's twelve years old. It's like, right. it's like I don't. I mean I understand that. I understand that, she's a she's a grown. But in my in my mind she's still she's still a kid. Yes. Yeah. I, I was really even when she was like yeah when she was like started first asking him about his number I was like this is this is a like a little bit this is like going in a weird direction yeah um, and then yeah and then she's like let's let's do it let's let's get you know it and was good for little, Aria get it girl. But, uh, but for me, I, I was still that, uh, I was, I was, I was not ready. And her face afterwards, I don't think she thought it was that great. <laughs> that <is your. laughs> she kind of looked, she kind of looked glum when she was lying there, like staring off into the distance. Uh, well, uh, Gendry, uh, n- not the most experienced guy, uh, that, you know, he's no Padraic Payne, I guess. 
He's got Baratheon blood running through his veins. Uh, Cersei has famously said that Robert Baratheon is a terrible lover. Yeah, I guess I guess that's it. It yeah. does. It does uh, it's in the blood. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to uh, go back and see if uh, we have any good uh, Renly stories. Stannis, terrible <laughs> lover, probably. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, uh, Renly was not great for Marjorie. Not but, great for Marjorie. Yeah. Loras, a different story. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, all right. Uh, should we talk about the uh, the the big group of uh, singers with uh, with Tyrion and Jamie and uh, Brienne? We talked about the knighting and, and, and Podrick. Uh, who else was there? Also, Davos was there. Oh yeah! Uh, after after he gave out soup, there were some fun there were some fun <laughs> soup distribution moments. Soup scene. What <laughs> yeah. was that about? And then they had to like cram Gilly in there. It's like uh, we got nothing for Gilly to do. Like oh, have her show up at Davos's soup kitchen and, <laughs> and gaze benignantly at a at a little girl. No grips uh, for know. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that was, that was a little bit strange. Who that, is like, this he, little girl? Who is this yeah. girl that is, uh, wants to go fight and, uh, then is going to go to the crypts with Gilly? Um, yeah, it was a little strange. It was a little weird. I'm like, it, do it I know seem... her? Am I supposed to know her? No, I don't think so. I think is she's she like, just like an avatar for, uh, uh, Shireen. She's just brave little girl, you know, to show the bravery that lives within the smallest of each of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. She, I'm like, does this girl have grayscale? Or is it, it looks like a wound. It looks like a burn a wound. or something. Yeah. yeah some like, kind of oh, wound. Okay. Well, maybe I, I, again, I don't know if she was supposed to be like reminding Davos of Shireen. And then uh, she has this sort of like her face was marked up a little bit. Yeah, it's funny. It makes sense. I didn't I didn't catch that. I just thought it was like, here's a plucky little girl. And yeah. what do we do with her? We're all going to die. Should she go to die? Yeah. Her she name is Tila. Huh. Like okay. He-Man's sister. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Gilly is going to be hanging out in uh, the crypts. This was something that came across my uh, Twitter where uh, that some and I, I don't have it open right now, but uh, are, are the crypts the right place for everybody <laughs> yeah. to be while the army of the dead marches in? Yeah, I mean, at Hardhome, didn't the didn't the Night King just like raise up all of the dead people to go who were there to go to go attack? Like, why would you go down with other dead people when you know that that's basically his his major superpower? Yeah, uh, this is a, a similar thought from uh, Daniel uh, Rothair on Twitter. Uh, Facing a threat that raises the dead, let's be sure to hide the women and children in the crypts, the places where the bodies of hundreds of years of Starks are buried. I'm sure nothing bad will happen there. Nope, nothing at all. Although actually like dead, like like Ned Stark would be a pretty cool, uh, you know, Maybe maybe not the most emotionally moving thing, but a pretty cool uh, scene. I would I would be into that, like dead headless Ned. How would you know it was him? Maybe he's like holding his head by his hand. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Oh, that, that would be. I should, I should be directing these things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should write the next couple of books. So uh, bang them out. Could you get George R. R. Martin on paraphrase podcast? <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's too much. The, the beginnings are too long to talk about. If I was just talking about the first chapter, it would be, you know, a six hour episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and speaking of the crypts, there was a conflict between Jorah and Liana, which yes. was interesting, where Jorah is trying to get Liana to go in the crypts. And uh, as always, Liana is not having it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, of course, she's not going to go into the uh, crypts and she's going to go and fight with uh, all of the Mormont forces. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the scene where she tells off the uh, the White Walkers, you know, really shames them. Yeah, they're like, wow, she is uh, one tough customer. Yeah, she's a yeah. Yeah, we, we, that uh, I guess uh, we can't forget her. She's no, too yeah, unforgettable. <laughs> yeah, she's I thought that was pretty us. cool. And yeah. she's the she's the head of House Mormon, right? Like, um, yeah. she's and and then Jorah is just some, you know, Loser. jerk. Yeah, excommunicated. Yeah. Although and now he's got heartsbane. Now he's got now he's got heartsbane. And it, interesting, like uh, all of this, like a uh, sword, like uh, passing off, where that John has the sword of House Mormont in right. in Longclaw. So now Jorah needs a sword from a different house. And so, uh, like, so whose uh, sword will Sam get? He needs needle. He could take needle yeah. from Arya. Yeah, Arya's got this new thing. She, she doesn't got a new need thing needle anymore. Yeah, yeah. 
a lot of a lot of uh, swords uh, being shuffled about. Uh, Masande and Grey Worm, we got an update on uh, them tonight. Uh, they could be headed to Noth at the end of the series. Yeah, they're trying to figure out where to go, where has good beaches. It's like planning your summer vacation. Like, all right, whose family do we want to be with more? Like, which place has the best beaches? Mm-hmm. They figured it out. Yeah. Will Missande and Grey Worm make it to Noth, Stephen? Yes, I think yes. Um, I've seen I some speculation. Yeah. You see, <laughs> really? Really? You're, you're out? I'm out. They're not making it to Noth. I've seen some speculation that, you know, the three betrayals uh, of Danny, uh, once for blood, once for love, and once for gold. Theoretically, uh, Jor Mormont is the gold. Um, uh, Mir Mazdur is the blood. I've seen some people say that maybe the love is Masande and Grey Worm. This scene actually made me not think that because they really like set up stakes for them, both of their commitments to the battle and their kind of longer term um, their longer term, you know, goals. I think that if that was going to happen, like they would have maybe like sown the seeds here of an imminent betrayal or a possible betrayal. Uh, I had not heard that theory, but I, I can't see where Grey Worm is going to turn his back on uh, Danny. Uh, like, are you saying like the Danny is somehow like in trouble and he goes to save Missande instead? Yeah, or like at a crucial moment, they're like, you know what? We love each other more than we love all of these other losers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly, but I, I just I, I don't, I don't, think don't it, yeah. I, I don't see it, and I feel like that uh, one or both of them is not coming out of this alive. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. That's mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I think I go that we are gonna have to lose some uh, folks uh, next week. Grey Worm has got to die at some point, right? I mean, Grey Worm he's he's in the thick of every battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you would think so. You'd think that. I guess. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, uh, I mean, either uh, die a hero or uh, live long enough to have, uh, you know, boring scenes in Noth. <laughs> and I guess like it's like the classic movie cliche, right? Where as soon as you like say what your long term right. dream is, like you're done. That's it. That's it for you. Like when we get out of this, we're going to be on the beaches with our families. Like that's it. You're finished. Yeah. Um, we had some scenes with uh, Arya and the Hound uh, catching up. Not really anything uh, too eventful. Uh, they threw Beric Dondarrion in there. Arya is like, look, ah, look, uh, like this is too boring. Yeah, it's too <laughs> I boring. I was sort of surprised how boring that scene was. Like, they have, these characters have such great history. I, I that was, I think, my least favorite of of all of the catch up scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot of Tyrion in this episode as Maybe, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and this, I said at the start of the show that I have two two complaints. Um, the first is how easy, you know, how basically everyone just apologizes for their past sins. The second is I really feel like Tyrion as a character is just not what he once was, mm-hmm. and he's just so irrelevant. Yeah. We've been saying this for a while in terms of the rewatch where, you know, uh, I think that peak Tyrion is probably around uh, season two. And then, you know, he he really does. uh, He goes through a lot. He's got the, uh, you know, the the whole thing with uh, being framed for Joffrey's death. And he has some great moments there. But really, once he heads east, uh, Tyrion's best days are behind him. Yeah, I mean, he's like reliably wrong about everything he's consistently cast aside and humiliated it's, and he's the yeah, I was gonna say, go is, ahead is Tyrion almost like the uh survivor returning player who comes back and nothing works <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly it's like i've got all these great strategies that i've learned from watching all the podcasts and mm-hmm. uh or listening to all the podcasts and, and yeah, yeah no, no luck it's not working anymore uh yeah. he wants to go back to Tyrion 1.0 and uh, unfortunately, yeah, it has not been able to to work. And yeah, and he's just like a fleeced left and right in the rewatch of last season. You know that there were some moments that uh, or at least in season six, in terms of like the escape from Marine, that he did have some moments where his uh, plan went better than what we had thought on the first watch. But uh, it's not been great. And uh, I think that Tyrion should be exploring some other options as hand of, of the queen. Yeah, Danny's consistently like nagging him and and just like casting him to the side and and it's you know, and then he looks behind him right and and who was it? It was like Varys and Jorah and and, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, one of you will probably be wearing this soon. Yeah, Varys has had almost nothing here in season. He was the one character that uh, they talked to every single person, including Tila and uh, Varys. I don't. Did he have a line in this episode tonight? 
I don't think so. Which scene would you have put him in if you were going to put him in any, in any scene? I mean, uh, you could put him in the drinking party. I think that that yeah. would have been fun. Uh, that he would have been hugging with Theon and Sansa, the three of them, three sure, best friends. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, uh, we had some good stuff with uh, Tyrion and Jamie reminiscing about how uh, they're going to uh, probably die. They're going to talk about how Ty- they wish Tywin could have been here. Yeah, uh, only to, to see his, his sons die defending Winterfell. Was, that was a f- pretty good line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. All right. Uh, anything else from this episode? Uh, we have our, our big fight coming. I, I really do believe next week, and I could be wrong about this. So next week, we're going to start with our extended run times. I, I think that that's going to be the episode that, uh, you know, if, if we're not blown away next week, then I think then uh, something's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> what do you think it could what if how could they extend the table setting if it was what would it possibly be if they if they were uh, uh, if king's they landing could, episode next week yeah wow wow that would be the greatest betrayal of all by the way are, are there any of our like principal cast anywhere else other than king's landing or winterfell well iron islands is, is i guess so know, i guess one, so. that's the only, the the only one person like i, I don't think we'll oh, see what? dorn again Robin, uh, you know, how's guess, Aaron? Yeah, who's yeah. watching him? <laughs> All of the knights are here. Yeah. So, you know, Bronze, Jan, Jan, Bronze, Jan, Jan Royce. Yeah. Uh, Sans is um, always yeah. meeting with Jan Royce. Yeah. Who's, who's watching out for Robin Aaron? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he'll come back and sort of like uh, maybe once the Night King takes Winterfell, he'll come in and, uh, and, and storm in. Our, um, Oh my god, I'm totally blanking. The, the two characters who who um, defended Bran are they? They're gone, right? Well, one is dead, but the the girl she's she's gone forever. Oh, Mira Reed, Mira Reed. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I, I'm pretty sure she's. Uh, that's a wrap on uh, Mira Reed for the series. So I've been wanting like my whole all I wanted from from Game of Thrones was Howland Reed to somehow like come storming mm-hmm. in because like Ned Stark talks so much about how rad Howland Reed was and I've been waiting so long for Howland Reed and I think I'm gonna have to say goodbye to that dream. Yeah, I think so too. I, I that I saw in the preseason uh, like in the long like uh, lead up to the season I saw articles written about how oh Howland Reed could be the key to everything. I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah, probably at this point, I probably, that, that would be a real surprise. That would be a this real character shocker. who has no relationship to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steven, uh, then could Bran see the outcome of this? Uh, like, does, does Bran's vision extend to, could he see like next week? Yeah, it is interesting. You know, he seems, everything he's said, I, I was surprised that they didn't like give him some line like, I can't see past this moment. Anything could happen. You know, I feel like you, you sort of, we've had that in time and that's, that's been a, a neat way for people to, for, for writers to kind of solve that problem of a character who knows too much to be like, this moment is it's all gray. There are too many possible outcomes or mm-hmm. something. And I, I thought that we would get something to kind of address that because theoretically, if Bran can see the past and the future, like, yeah, he knows, he knows what's about to happen. Well, I thought it was interesting that he's talking to Tyrion and uh, Tyrion is uh, asking him about, you know, what has happened to him. And, uh, you know, Brand is like the movie cliche thing. Like, oh, it's a long story. Tyrion's like, well, if only we were stuck in a castle with nothing to do. Uh, <laughs> if only we could tell them. But then we never got any of the fallout from that. You know, I guess Tyrion heard the whole thing. I was like, oh, OK. Right. <laughs> that is pretty interesting. See, uh, yeah. see on the flip side. OK. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I see in the in the chat, uh, uh, Bran isn't Doctor Strange. Dr. Strange. That's exactly that. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next week, uh, Stephen, can you see into your uh, green site and uh, tell us one week from now? Yeah. How does next week's episode end? Oh, wow. A big death, right? Definitely a big death. We maybe, maybe they lose. Are they going to, are they going to defend Winterfell? That's the big question. I don't know. I, I feel like next week ends with uh, we lose Winterfell. Yeah, uh, I, I, I predict a loss for the Army of the Living next week. But Bran comes out OK. I think that some of our cast of heroes ends up either flying off in a dragon or, you know, making, a, you know, an, an escape from the uh, Night King's uh, treachery. Yeah, the Night King is not dying next episode, which means that the army of the living has to lose. Yeah, 
And I wonder maybe if this episode might be a send off to a lot of the people that we might lose next week. Yeah, it, it, it did feel that way. It really did feel like sort of this valedictory moment for a lot of these characters kind of like having their thing. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, like I said about Grey Worm, you know, he had his his uh, Bon Voyage moment. Easily could see Brienne, this being her farewell, right? She got knighted. She had a kind of like the camera lingered on her teary eyes as she smiled and it's having achieved this dream mm-hmm. of hers. That might be it for her. Uh, you know, who else? Who I mean, you know, a lot of likely, a lot of likely au revoirs. I think the Hound is going to make it through ne- next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do think we could say uh, farewell to like the uh, some Beric Dondarians, uh, Grey Worm. Like, I think we're going to thin the herd a little bit next week. Jamie Lannister. No, I think that Jamie Lannister has to uh, live to ultimately have some sort of a closure with uh, Cersei. Yeah, this can't be the end for Jamie. That Were you would be surprised such a, that Bron didn't show up here at Winterfell in this episode? <laughs> with the crossbow? Well, when is he showing up with the crossbow after this? I mean, <laughs> that the Night King beat him here. So, uh, I mean, I guess that logistically, it does make sense. It would, like, if uh, we would have snapped our fingers of, like, okay, Bron went from King's Landing one episode, the next day he's in uh, Winterfell. Yeah, I guess that that's probably not right. But when are we going to see Bron with this crossbow? Remember the end of Die Hard after Hans Gruber is dead and then like at the very end, the blonde guy like comes back and he's still alive with like mm-hmm. his, his like his gun. But that's going to be Bron. Like just just when you think all of the Lannisters are defeated, you know, Bron comes charging in with a crossbow. OK, uh, Lauren in the chat says that episodes three and five are directed by the battle director. I didn't know that there was a oh. one specific person that directs all the battle episodes. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. And I believe next week's runtime is uh, close to 80 minutes. I think that that's actually going to be the case for uh, these final four episodes of the series coming up next week. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to start to uh, get the fan line going. So you can go ahead and get to us. Let me just thank uh, one of our sponsors before we get to that. And those are our friends over at Blue Diamond Almonds. If you're watching Game of Thrones, you need to be tired of that same old boring snacks, especially Porridge. tonight. Uh, Steve, yeah. Could you imagine if you had uh, boring snacks soup. during some of this? Uh, no. Forget it. Yeah, yeah. Davos would never serve a, a boring snack at Winterfell. Winter's here, and so is the perfect snack, Blue Diamond Almonds. Whether you're going to work, bored at work, leaving work, uh, these almonds are the perfect snack Honey roasted flavored almonds, sriracha flavored almonds, wasabi and soy sauce flavored almonds. Uh, do we have your attention? Why keep snacking on boring chips when you could go to the store and pick up blue diamond almonds right now? Uh, even Bran can uh, see into the snack food aisle and knows <laughs> that uh, blue diamond almonds are the uh, never boring snack that you can eat anytime, Stephen. The things we do for almonds. The things we do for almonds. (laughs) Yeah, especially wasabi and soy sauce. Whatever the moment, Blue Diamond Almonds are the perfect snack. Don't deny your cravings. Go pick up some great flavors right now and eat them. Blue Diamond Almonds crave victoriously. Okay, Uh, let's go ahead and fire up the fan line. We have uh, Josh in San Diego is ready to go. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, patch him in. Josh, are you there, buddy? Come hey, in. Hey, how's it going? It's going hey, great. Hey, Josh. Yes. Good. Josh. Okay, you're back. Yes. Okay. Um, so I had a question. It seemed like uh, Jamie's trial at the very beginning, that was a completely all or nothing trial. Mm-hmm. It's either you die or we let you walk around completely unsupervised. <laughs> yes. Talk to whoever you want. We're not going to have like two unsullied watching you. Nothing like that. Yeah. So it just seemed a little, I, I don't think Daenerys would do that when he tried to kill her five episodes ago. They, and they did have a big thing where like yeah. they gave him back his sword. That's really funny. It's true. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's A or B. There's no middle ground here. Yeah. 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 So that was funny. And then um, I had a question for Steven as someone who has experience with stuff like this. Oh, are Tormund Giants Bane's stories real or is this a Coach Wade situation? Oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's interesting. He, yeah, I, you're right. There, there might be. I, there's probably like a little bit of Coach in Tormund. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whenever anyone is saying like, have you ever done this crazy thing? He's always raising his hand. Like I've, I've been the one guy to nurse at a giant's bosom. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, 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 I can, I can see it. business with a bear. Yeah. 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 A few seasons exactly. ago. 
See, yeah. but the stories are not just only when Brienne is around. So uh, maybe uh, he, he, you think he just wants to be liked by everybody? He's a teller of tall know. tales. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So those are my questions. Thanks, uh, guys. Yeah. Uh, jo- okay. Uh, Josh, uh, thank you so much. Josh in San Diego. Okay. All right. Uh, Steve in Austin is going to be uh, joining us next just to, be, for, so there's no confusion, not Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is Steve in Austin. <laughs> Is going to be joining us. Right. Okay. Yes. Hello. Hello, Steve. How are you, Steve? I'm good. Long, long time no talk, guys. Yes. Hey, how are you? Okay. Yeah, how are you doing? All right. So, qu- I want a quick note before I get to my question. So, the note is just the uh, singing scene was. I felt it was a real hom- homage, homage, however you say, homage to the band playing when the Titanic went down, and it even hmm. went so far to like show Sam, Gilly, and Little Sam. In, in bed, just like they did in Titanic when they showed that family. Mm. Anyways. Mm. So, That's interesting. Go. I also thought uh, Padraig Payne uh, was looking uh, very dapper, Stephen. I thought that, uh, that uh, I was like, hey, when, when did Padraig Payne get so hot? Yeah, and he's get he's we can really wield a sword. He was hey. really like, you know. <laughs> yeah. He and Theon really grew a head of hair between seasons. I don't know. I don't know what happened. They had a makeover. Yeah. 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 Um, so my main question, does any part of us think that Daenerys does end up not fighting in this battle next week you know, and no. take uh, her dragon? I have to say, I kind of thought at the end of the episode, like, uh, is Daenerys just going to peace out right now? Because she, cause she's like tired of defending these northerners. And she just well, said she did call it John's battle. She said, I'm here in, like, for John's battle. Yeah, exactly. So why does she want to risk herself and her dragons if she thinks that John is, is challenging her claim? Yeah. Wow. That would be a dick move. The, the only reason why I think that she will not do that is that she can just get on a dragon and leave and uh, the Unsullied and the Dothraki are kind of screwed. So I, I don't think that she would leave her people yeah, behind. But she did that in season five in the arena. She, she left everything. Well, that, that was a little bit of a different story where they were trying to get her out of there. It was like uh, the Secret Service was like coming in like, uh, get the Khaleesi out of here now. Uh, and they <laughs> yeah. got her on the dragon and got her out of there. It wasn't like that. Like, okay, you guys have fun in the battle. I'm leaving. And you think she would have a bone to pick with the Night King after he, you know, turned her her other dragon into an undead, you know, beast? Yeah. Speaking of her secret service, we think we see uh, Daria and his two thousand second son. Mm, I don't think so because uh, the second sons are different than the Golden Company, right, Stephen? Would you say that that's the that those are two different things? Yeah, they're different mercenary groups. And also, I think yeah. Daria's retired from the second sons. Oh yeah, he did. Give, he went. He, yeah. yeah. No, I don't know about that. I think he isn't he like ruling Marine. I think with the Second Sons. The Second <laughs> Sons are ruling Marine. That doesn't sound like uh, what Danny wants. They're, they're enforcing her yeah. rule. No, uh, I don't but, think that they're, they're then. If uh, you know, if 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 Dario put uh, got put in charge of Marine by Danny, I don't think he's uh, you know going to take contract work to go work for the uh, Golden Company. Well, hopefully next week we get a really long scene about what's going on in Marine yeah, and just sort of the politics that, there. I think next week is the all Marine episode. <laughs> We're check it's, been a, it's been a season and a half since we've been there. We've got to check in. Uh, it's Marine in the on. Iron Islands. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. See, what, see what's happening over there. All right. Uh, Steve, thank you. Hope you're doing great. Uh, the great uh, prolific Steve Davis uh, here with us uh, live on the, the fan line. Okay. Steven, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Wade in Cleveland is back. Okay, let's uh, oh, check in with what Wade has to say. All right, uh, let's fire up Wade in Cleveland. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Wade, how are you? Wade, how are you? Not bad. How are you guys doing? Doing good. very good. So I have a kind of a weird theory. It might be a little far-fetched about Bran. So I know you guys were kind of on opposite sides about liking the Night King's motivation and all that. What do you think the chances are, like, if Bran dies, that all the, like, the people lose their memories and fall? Like, sort of, they're the night can die, all the walkers fall. Uh, do you think, like, so everybody loses their memory if Bran dies? Well, see, because they, they talk about, like, how if he falls, like, it's the endless night. And, like, you think it could be a kind of a thing, like, he's the one target for the night king, if he gets Bran, the humans fall. I thought I, I didn't necessarily think that like if he dies like everyone immediately 
you know, loses yeah. their minds. I more thought like yeah. he's like the memory for Westeros generally. Mm-hmm. He's it's more like a symbolic I victory. We're getting ready yeah. to jump the shark if that's what happens here of yeah. uh, Game <laughs> of Thrones ending of like what everybody <laughs> lost their memory. <laughs> it's like wait, hold I on. Happened, but I just wonder if like that could Oh, be maybe it. that's how John and Danny can be together because then uh, they would forget that they're related to each other. It's like inter- eternal sunshine of the spotless brand. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So. I have a quick thought about Arya, too, which I thought was kind of weird. It's not about the bodysuit, is it, Wade? (laughs) No, it's not. Don't worry. We don't want to talk about that. Okay. Neither do I. Trust me. Um, So, like, the last few episodes, I thought she was getting this, like, sort of survivor downfall at it, where she's just been, like, super cocky about killing all her enemies. And, like, this episode, she just kept talking about how she thought they were going to die and their last days alive. Like, I, I thought that was kind of weird. Do you have any thoughts about that? Am I being crazy? What do you think, Stephen? Uh, Josh has said that he thinks that Arya is not going to make it through uh, season eight. Uh, the, Arya did uh, infamously have a prank with Jimmy Fallon that she said she was going to die in the second episode. Uh, oh, she, she made it through. Night. She had a big wow. night. Um, so, but she did die in the Shakespearean yes, sense. She did. Yes. Okay. So yeah. there you have it. Uh, well, she didn't actually, I think, maybe uh, based on her face. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I don't know where I don't know how to pivot from that. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I, I, I thought Josh's rash, Josh's thinking was very uh, persuasive. I thought that, uh, you know, the idea that there's no real gut punch left, like anyone, you know, we all we all like cherish Arya and that her death would be the most impactful. And therefore, it's something that almost like has to happen mm-hmm. just because like Martin's basic, you know, uh, you know, his whole. Uh, idea is to just like you know kill us by killing our favorites mm-hmm. um and so i think I, I i i found that really compelling and i think i, I buy it yeah yeah i'm okay. seeing it too because like this it's like last first two episodes have been so like chill like they're almost lulling us into a sense of security that's making me even more scared than the yeah. next episode but, okay all right all right thanks a lot wait okay Take care. I definitely think we're going to see some, it's, 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 there's good, someone important has to die next, you know, a couple, we got to like have a couple like real, real tragic goodbyes next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know necessarily uh, what there is for Aria to do uh, like uh, moving forward. But that being said, uh, I guess she has some names on her list. Uh, I think Aria is going to make it. I, I don't think that they're going to kill her. I don't think they'll kill her next week. I think yeah. that might be. I, I I I buy I buy Josh's theory though that she's not making it out of the final, the finale. Okay, uh, Stephen. Any other thoughts on uh, episode number two of the the uh, Game of Thrones final season? No, it was, it was it was great. I you know it was a real uh, you know emotional episode. We got a lot of like it was fun. It was funny. Uh, a lot of really fantastic character moments from characters who. We've really grown to love, and I, I thought it was great, and I'm looking forward to you know, seeing them all killed next week. Okay. Uh, we are going to have our feedback show coming up on Tuesday. I'll be recording with Josh Wiggler, who I'm sure has uh, already published uh, many fantastic articles about this episode. You can follow Josh on Twitter. He is at Round Howard, but you can get your feedback questions into us. Uh, one of the following ways you can either uh, send us an email, got at postshowrecaps.com, go to postshowrecaps.com slash feedback, or go to postshowrecaps.com slash voicemail to leave us a voice message for that show coming up on Tuesday. Or you can also tweet to at Round Howard, who's going to put together all the feedback questions from this episode, Stephen. Wow. Okay. All right. So one week from now, uh, are, are you are, are you uh, that uh, are you on the men for for next week? Are you uh, are you with us? For- I think so. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, uh, Tuesday is my I'm getting surgery, and I I feel like I should be able to be okay. by be converted right. by that. If anything, Monday. if anything should happen, if Stephen is uh, is going to be uh, too banged up to go through it, we will uh, we'll we'll have you covered one way or another. Here on the uh, Game of Thrones uh, recap, here on Post Show Recap, Stephen, any, any any other thoughts? No, this was great. What, what did you think? What, what are your what were your takeaways? Big thoughts, last thoughts? No, I just think it was uh, the calm before the storm. Uh, that's really what uh, this episode turned out to be, and uh, I think that there's probably going to be uh, just a, a lot of pushback on Twitter, like uh, boring, worst season ever. But I, I think that. It's going to uh, turn around next week. 
You, because you were sort of down on last episode for being too tablespoon. I wasn't down on it. Uh, I felt like that it was, uh, they could give you something here. We're 33% of the way through the final season. And, you know, we could have, uh, you know, uh, like a, uh, you know, a thing or two. Uh, we've had the big reveals with, uh, with Jon Snow and his lineage. And those have come early here in season eight. But outside of that, it, it has been very talky through uh, two episodes. And not even a talkie where like real conflict has been happening, right? Or decisions are being made. Right. As soon as anyone's about to decide something, they get they right. interrupted. Tonight was like one long podcast. <laughs> the most exactly. expensive podcast ever made uh, was tonight's <laughs> episode of Game of Thrones. But it was you know still what? a lot of fun. I'm curious, speaking of expensive, I'm curious what the, like the budget, what the line item is for conditioner for the White Walkers. They all have such like like luxurious flowing yeah, that's, hair. That's possible. Yeah, I mean, this might have been like the classic like bottle episode where even if this episode cost like uh, $50 million to make, it was like, but we got to save money on this budget somewhere because uh, we've got the most expensive battle scenes on television coming up later on in this season. So uh, maybe this is, uh, we need to, like a lot of scenes of people just talking in different rooms oh big uh big news the return of ghost oh yes where that uh where'd you see him i didn't see him i saw people on twitter saying they saw a ghost i think i looked down i like looked down at my tweets and like i looked up and people were like and then he was gone oh uh okay and maybe he wasn't there people on twitter said they, they there was a ghost sighting so maybe, maybe it was an unrelated john I mean, snow's maybe. dire wolf who was who was killed by the uh by the uh people the the treacherous people that took out Jon Snow, that, that he has been reanimated by the Night King? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess not. I, you know what? It really doesn't make sense. I, I just was looking at Twitter, and, I, and, and I, people were saying, Return, oh, there's Ghost. But you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It must have been some other unrelated dog. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that uh, they d- disposed of his body, didn't burn it, and then the Night King <laughs> uh, swung away. But I don't think that the Night King has hit Castle Black, though, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, why? why? Why bother? Okay. Maybe just another arts and crafts project. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, Nicole, he was standing behind John and Sam. What wasn't it? Didn't he get off when uh, they killed John? Mm. I don't know. A ghost never died. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a ghost all never right. died. Oh, okay. Seems foolish to not. Yeah, I believed you. I believed yeah. you. I was I, like, look, oh my God. Look, I had all to do to keep track of the people. Uh, you know, I, w- I felt so ashamed of myself for not knowing. I was trying to cover I it up. I am a noted pet lover, but I uh, was, uh, I assumed that uh, it would, the same thing happened like with uh, Rob's direwolf. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, there's one for. Uh, another thing for people to uh, yell at me on Twitter about. Okay, <laughs> well, I feel like I'm more to the list, scenario. people. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, Steve. I Fishback. pretended that I knew you. You legitimately didn't didn't know. I pretended that I didn't know in yeah. order to seem you know to go play along. Yeah. Okay. All right. So great job, Stephen Fishback, as usual. And of course, uh, thank you so much uh, to. Everybody who uh, was able to uh, watch us live. I know we were having some uh, technical difficulties with the stream tonight. So thank you for your patience hanging in there or listening to us on the audio podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Special thanks to our friends over at True Car for sponsoring this episode of Post Show Recaps. Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up your first date, that luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you save by riding your bike all summer long. While you can't put a price tag on your stories, now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell it or trade it in. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Then Answer a few questions. Navigation and moonroof watches. They bump up your car's value. High mileage. You already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it's going to ding your wallet so you can plan ahead. And once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or to trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas.